0: This is Do Good and Do Well, the podcast for people who want to make a positive difference in the world without losing themselves in the process. I'm Sarah Fox, Life, Business and Leadership Coach. And in this podcast, I'll be sharing stories from social and creative entrepreneurs and leaders to help inspire you as a change maker to do good and do well. Hi everyone and welcome to the very last episode of my very first season. Today I am going to be bringing together the answers that everyone gave me to the question what does do good and do well mean for you? So it's a bit of a compilation episode today. But before I do that I wanted to firstly thank all of my guests I've said it before, but I was freaking out a little bit about doing this podcast. I kind of instinctively felt like it was a good thing to do. But then lots of my saboteurs started popping up in my head telling me that Oh, you're not, you're not good enough for that. Who on earth are you to do a podcast? And all of those things. There was so much honesty and sharing in each of the episodes so far. And I am incredibly grateful for everyone for trusting me to create that space for them. And I also want to say a massive thank you to everyone who's listened. It is really warming to know that that there are people out there rooting for me and people who find the stuff that I find interesting of interest too and it's been wonderful inviting you into the do good and do well community and if you haven't joined and you want to be part of it please do get in touch. I also wanted to do a big shout out to Ryan Nile who has been beautifully editing these episodes. I knew very little about the practicalities of editing these and he has been so wonderful in a doing a great job but also cheering me on he is my cheerleader and i have valued his support hugely so if you are thinking about creating your own podcast i would really recommend getting in touch with ryan because he has his own podcast called the ryan nile show and is a coach for people who want to do podcasting and he's a brilliant human being All the links will be in the show notes. So season one has all been about listening to people who are making positive change in the world. I'm going to take a short break and then we'll be getting into season two and that will also consist of change makers coming on to inspire us and to share their stories. But I'll also be sharing with you my thoughts around mindset and impact and well-being. And I'll be talking to other experts in those fields so that you can feel more supported in doing good and doing well. In today's episode, I wanted to pull together all of those responses from that question, do good and do well. And... When I posed that question to each individual, I never knew what the answer was going to be. It's been fascinating how different and how similar the answers have been as well. For me, in its simplest terms, doing good is about making a positive contribution to the world. And doing well is around doing that job well and looking after yourself in the process for me do good comes from a belief that we can all do good things in the world we can all positively contribute and leave the world in a better place than we found it and it's about bigger than self-thinking It's about our families, our neighbours, our communities, our world. And it's knowing what we can do to help. In terms of do well, it's about managing our energy. It's about finding joy. It's about getting paid properly for the work we do so that we can live a life that feels fulfilling it's about feeling nourished feeling satisfied and there's a huge amount of work to do but I think it is possible I think we need to be much better at knowing ourselves knowing what stops us knowing our stories And I think we need to be better at focusing and knowing what we need to say yes and what we need to say no to, because we can't do it all. We can't solve every problem, but we can be laser-focused and we can try and solve one problem. In my experience, I see four things that matter a lot when it comes to doing good and doing well. The first is around mindset and how we feel about ourselves. The second is around impact, what impact, what contribution we want to make. The third is taking responsibility for our well-being. And the fourth is around the big powerful systems that we find ourselves operating in the first one is about mindset it's about trying to build a really positive mindset and when i say that i'm not talking about this toxic positivity that we see sometimes that oh well if we think positive it will everything will be positive you know oh stop being so negative you need to think positively that for me doesn't work What this is about is understanding how our brains work, about how often we sabotage ourselves, how our past experiences influence our decision making, how we are fallible human beings and we make mistakes and sometimes that's okay and we need to repair those mistakes or do it better the next time and how we talk to ourselves i have a really strong desire to help people show more empathy more compassion and more kindness towards themselves so that you can do your thing well and and feel fulfilled The second point is around impact. This is about knowing what really matters to you, what your values are, what your purpose is. We need to be a bit careful around purpose because I think it can be guilt-inducing, but if we use it really intentionally, if we understand what it is we want to do now, then I think we can get really laser-focused and start making really good decisions about what we do. Then there's well-being, And what does wellbeing look like for you? It's so different for everybody, but this is about understanding what nourishes you, what fuels you, what gets you up in the morning. What brings you joy? What makes you laugh? What makes you feel motivated? What helps you to sustain the contribution you want to make? And I think those three pillars are things that we can shift. They can sometimes shift very quickly. Sometimes they take a bit longer. We can shift them by working with others, but ultimately we have to do that work. And by knowing yourself, by having a positive mindset, by knowing your impact, your why, your focus, by knowing what it is you need to put in place in order for those things to happen, then you will develop this framework from which you can make really good decisions about what you say yes to and what you say no to. It's a bit like a life strategy. Many of you have written strategies, business strategies. This is your life strategy. What's your mission? How are you going to achieve it? What needs to happen? What mechanisms need to be put in place so that you can achieve your mission? What help do you need? so that you can achieve the mission. I think the fourth part of this piece is around the bigger systems of power in which we operate. The way we work is couched in a world that is really complex and systematic change has to happen. We have to root this work in justice and accountability. We have to work towards equity We have to have conversations about equal and fair pay, about racism, about bullying, about what we define as success, about power, about leadership. These conversations need to be frank and often and working to make everyone feel safe and welcome and that we all have our place in the world. That we all have a place in this world. We all have a valuable contribution to make. We need to have shifts in power. We need to be growing in our uncomfortableness. We need to lead with integrity. And I say that for myself As much as anyone else. Sometimes I am unkind, sometimes I get things wrong, sometimes I get really down and fed up, sometimes I don't know the answer, quite often I don't know the answer. We are all human and I have wondered to myself when thinking about this episode, Is it too simplistic? There are so many things I don't know. And I worry that, yeah, it feels a bit simple. But actually, when I think about it, it really comes down to what I believe in. And that is simply that we all have a valuable contribution to make in the world. And there are so many barriers for people to be able to do that. And that's wrong. They, they, they are injustices. And so, yes, I understand that it's complex, that there is a long way to go. But when I think about my mission, when I think about what I want to achieve, it's about creating spaces for people to be able to be brave to feel safe to test to get to know themselves to learn how to assert their own needs and to be their wonderful resourceful capable creative selves and that's essentially what do good and do well is about. is about. So that's my take on do good and do well, what I think needs to happen. Let me now share with you what my brilliant guests have said over the last couple of months about what doing good and doing well means to them. When I was listening back to it, I noticed some similarities and I noticed differences, and I'll let you really think about those and what resonates for you I've picked up a few threads which I'll share but I invite you to notice what comes up for you and what resonates and how you might apply that in what you're doing so the first two guests you're here from are comedian Jen and and journalist and author Rebecca Schiller and they both talk about using what you've got in order to make a difference in the world. and starts.
1: That's
2: that's a good question. I I don't know. I, I think that there's something like I, I'm very. I feel like I'm very naive about a lot of these things because I can't understand why you wouldn't want to do good for other people, right? And I, I know that's really. I, I've I've generally always lived with a very childish sense of well, why wouldn't you just be nice to people for the sake of it? But I, I really think that. I, I I don't feel like everyone has to do this, but I've got a, a, a I don't know where it comes from really, but like a, like a, a feel a feeling that I I've I've got a job and my job is that I can talk to people and I can communicate and I can tell jokes and that's what I know I'm good at and I feel like that's not enough. I should be doing good with that. I should be using what i've got to explain things to people or to at least help them laugh at things that they might be otherwise upset about or concerned about mm-hmm. and that it's not enough to just do the same jokes that everyone's doing on the telly or you know it's, it's not enough to to not really care about it or, or put enough heart into it so that anyone could do it i feel like there's always a, a way to try harder and do better with it um They're doing well, I'm less sure. (laughs) I I don't know if I've ever done well with it or know how to do well with it. But I think it's it's all just sort of a a personal need. I, I think like you said about talking to people who are artistic there's a there's a weird drive and and a lot of comedians have it and we we discuss it and this is very insensitive Uh, i'd have to sort of say this before i describe but a lot of comedians describe it as like uh, like an illness and i appreciate that it's not like an illness and i don't want anyone to write in and complain i'm very sorry if you know but but it is like there's a weird need to be on a stage and to talk to people that drives you to do it and it's very hard to explain but like this year it's been incredibly tough not just because financially it's been horrific financially but because actually we thrive on getting on that stage and talking to people and it's not because we want to be famous or because we want to, you know, do all these things because we, we just love it and, and it really is something in us that that makes you want to shout at a room full of strangers and I can't really explain it and for a lot of people and I won't say everyone because some people do do it with, for different reasons but a lot of comedians do it because they want to express something and whether that's something about themselves or, you know, something just things that they find funny or whether it's with a sort of bigger theme to it they just want to get it off their chair and make people laugh about it. I about
3: think it. doing good, it's funny how it, how it, it's used in, in a pejorative sense, isn't it?
0: It's making me think of do-gooder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you know, really? I, I almost called the community do-gooders because I wanted to reclaim yeah. that we can do good in the world without it feeling so worthy and, yeah, people looking at you as if, you know, are oh, you such a do-gooder? Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's funny though isn't it like words
3: like worthy and, and you know the terribly misappropriated term woke mm. are actually like what's wrong with being worthy yes <laughs> um you know the opposite of being woke is is being asleep being like shut off and shut down and completely um unable to see that the truth of something is that this comes from African-American civil rights struggles and about being awoken and that, that those words have become something that you can use to sneer at people and, and discredit them is really... Telling and and interesting, like being earnest as well. It's one of the things I've realised about myself. I'm I'm actually quite earnest, and it's very unfashionable, Uh, especially if you're a journalist. You're supposed to on social media make lots of cynical jokes, and I'm actually actually quite earnest, which doesn't mean I don't have a sense of humour, and it doesn't mean I take myself too seriously. But I I think there's something in doing good about like using what you've got to try and at least make the world no worse than when you came into it and and perhaps try and do something with whatever it is you happen to be and have and I I think there are so many ways to do that 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 beyond that very general term the general idea I don't I don't think you can sort of break it down much further for me Mm -hmm. but but it certainly I guess shouldn't be something to be ashamed of which I do think we're encouraged to think it is Mm. um yeah and and did you want me to do do well as well
0: yeah yeah what (laughs) is
3: that (laughs) it's just doing that stuff and not collapsing under the weight of it I think doing good often involves not doing the easiest thing Mm. and especially when things are hard like they are for many of us at the moment. But in general, it's the easiest thing because it's easier. (laughs) And so if you make a lot of choices that make things harder for you, then it's very easy to become submerged in in that difficulty. So it's about the balance, I guess, about being able to maintain your own um, sense of self and sense of well-being at the same time as, as doing difficult things often people who are doing good are doing things that can be quite distressing so finding the way for you to have that balance and working out what it is you need in order to not just survive but thrive in that environment.
0: Leadership and well-being coach Matt Deschaine and founder of You Make It, Asma Shah, talk about creating spaces where people feel really cared for and that real transformation can take place. Asma starts.
4: So do good for me means that you look at a problem in society, whether it's racial inequality, poverty, the origins of poverty, how you might fix a problem that makes you really, really angry. And that's what doing good for me is. It's about looking at something that makes you angry, something that is unfair and something that you can change. And I think through the work of the charity I set up, through our empowerment programmes for young women and through our anti-racism work, I am most certainly doing good. I'm trying to shift the narrative, actually, of how Black and Asian people are treated. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to shift the perspective of white people. They don't have a role to play in helping shift that narrative of how Black and Asian people live. So that's what doing good means for me. Mm -hmm. Doing well means that it's all done with high impact, and that any of the people we work with genuinely go through a change, a transformation, whether that's people on our anti-racism programs or whether that's young women this call with you saying, how am I? Me being really honest about how I am. Mm-hmm. I suppose for me, that's really interesting. There would have been a time when someone said, how are you? And I would have just said, I'm fine. <laughs> and I would not have actually shared that I've had a really, really hectic day. Yeah. And the reason that I share that I've had a really, really hectic day is that I've got a very, very good sense of how my day is meant to be, my day is not really meant to be back-to-back Zooms. My day is meant to involve time for myself where I don't ultimately shift, move towards burnout. And so doing well for me is taking care of myself as well as taking care of other people through the programmes that we run and deliver.
5: Oh, intrinsically linked for me, really. I think that when I embarked on this coaching business journey I didn't really know what I was letting myself in for and I still am a pretty dreadful businessman really um, because the intention behind it is all about doing good and doing well and that for me is beyond myself so really about doing good is about supporting people and working with them and helping people be all they can be and also doing that in my home life as well that supporting my partner and we've had mental health issues in the house so how do we work through that by doing good things together and that for me links into what it means to do well that I want to do well in my business I want it to be a successful business but equally what I mean by that is I, I want people to benefit from it so it's about doing good things that make the world a better place and that's always been a driver for me It was about making a difference to people which then in turn makes a difference to me that I know I'm doing good things and that I'm making the world a better place as much as I possibly can. Um, so that, that kind of encapsulates it for me. And I want to do the very best job that I can, that I go into every coaching engagement, every training session I lead. It's all about I want people to come away and say, actually, that was really cracking and I'm really glad I joined. i really glad I've been part of this process. So it's about doing good things for other people and doing it really well.
0: Next up, we have Sue Mayo, artist and facilitator, followed by Glyn Burnett, who is a performer and facilitator. They talk about joy and being content and having affection and both mention laughter.
6: Well, I, I think the do-good one, I would say that all of us are helping to tilt the seesaw of common good the common good in one way or another and although I absolutely appreciate that this could be a massively (laughs) guilt-inducing thing to think about I think if if there's anything that you can do to be on the side that brings the balance more towards the common good then do it if you can do it so think where you're spending your money think where you are going on holiday think how you're treating people who are not very well paid but who take away your bins or who guide you in a car park think about the value how the values that you you say you hold can be transmitted in your work think about your complicitness in tilting things the other way so think about also think about whose lives do you not know about just read novels, watch films, find out, so that you're not continually emphasising your own perspective on the world. So when I say it like this, it sounds exhausting, <laughs> and it sounds also like you could spend a whole lot of time beating yourself up. But for me, it's it's just a really important thing of that I I I try to be. I don't I don't know if I even try to be. I just am mindful of a lot of the time is thinking where am I putting my weight on that balance and I cannot see how our future will unfold well in the world and I would say we've had a year when we've seen that it might not unfold well not just a year the whole climate emergency tells us that we're very near a danger point and I think that if you can move your weight so that what you do is on that side of the balance then just see what you can do, see what you can do. And I I guiltily throw a toothpaste tube into the bin knowing that somewhere in Bromley there is a collection point for that so it doesn't go to landfill. So I do all of that thinking, ah, oh, can I be bothered? You know, can I find it out? All of that. But I, I think that that is just the humane, that's the humane way to be really is to try to be... Putting our weight in that way, in that direction, where we can do well, I guess is um, that's that feels to me about about sort of joy. Actually, I that's the word that pops into my head about how to how to nourish yourself, how to put yourself in situations where you experience joy and happiness and affection and laughter and the things which are good for you, so that you. You remember to feed yourself and you remember to, to tap into the stuff that for you is at the heart of it. And I, I think something which I say to students at Goldsmiths is that we, we don't all have the same motor that drives us. I think initially I thought, well, do good. Just try to be generally a
7: nice person. Try to be kind Try not to say something off on the spur of the moment, but think before you speak sometimes. Be more accepting. Uh, I think that the whole phrase is just for me is most important in the little things. It's not going out doing great works, it's doing things that you can do on a, maybe from day to day, occasional things, just stopping and taking time and. Being a bit more patient with people mm. I think it's impossible to make huge changes as an individual unless you are someone totally exceptional with a huge backup of resources and um, a whole cadre of people around you who are going to get you to that place that you want to be i think it's I think it's really difficult and I think these days oh, i don't want to be too political, but I think it's proved that as an individual you can have all the values that you like but sometimes you're powerless against the the bigger changes So, and it's quite difficult to maintain your equilibrium and your beliefs when you think that you can't make a change so you have to do just the little things you can't go out all out for the big things Mm because it's impossible one of the mantras that we tend to come back to in moving memory is we're going to change the world yeah (laughs) we we haven't quite yet (laughs) but you know we might
0: what about the do well part of it What, what what does that mean for you do well
7: I don't know I know what it doesn't mean for me it doesn't mean pass your exams Mm. get top grades make lots of money so it means whatever the opposite is of of that I think it's being content in yourself Mm. and and being um yeah being content I suppose
0: Mm. what does being content look like for you
7: oh that's tricky as well Hmm. It's a very difficult question to answer, particularly given the last year, mm. because I, I haven't been, I don't think I've been quite myself in the last year. And I think I've had quite extreme feelings. And a lot of the time I've spent being very, very angry. And that's not me either, because normally I would say, well, something unfortunate happens, something bad happens. You have a big slump and then you think, come on, we we'll just get up and get on with this because mm. we have to.
0: When have you been at your most
7: content? It usually involves being out of doors, in a garden, with animals, with good friends or family that I can actually have a laugh with. I love having a laugh and, you know, life has been quite gloomy Mm. and sometimes when you're just with one person, albeit that you love that one person, they're not necessarily the person that makes you laugh all the time. And I think being content is a... A great big naughty raunchy laugh with with people who 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 feel the same as you.
0: Many of my guests talked about mental health challenges and suffering from burnout, and here you're here, Matt Peacock, founder of Arts and Homelessness International, and Bernadette Russell, an author and storyteller, talk about their own challenges of burnout and mental health and how it's important to balance. The doing good for the world and yourself.
8: For me, I guess it means making sure that if you if you have if you find yourself in a position which I never intended to, of some kind of social change and social action, to make sure that that is something that's that you're you're t- sort of taking care of yourself, and actually also that you're taking care of everyone around you uh, and living out the values in what you do as well as what you say I remember hearing a really wonderful analogy years ago about strategies and values in an organisation being like the writing that runs through a stick of rock a seaside rock where if you imagine the word Brighton wherever you break the rock you see Brighton and I think that's a good reminder, not just for an initiative where you, if you talk about, say, kindness as one of your values or justice, if you then push your colleagues too far, that's not that's not right because, you know, you, you should see that word running through the stick of rock. So I think it's about living true to what you're doing and... Walking the walk as well as talking the talk.
0: So how do you know
8: when you're walking the walk and talking the talk? Sometimes, for me, it's about uh, kind of listening to instinct. And I think you know in your heart of hearts when something isn't quite right. And then aside from that, it's definitely the case that a lot of people who find themselves working in this arena not everyone by any means. We've gone through life challenges ourselves that have made us, I don't know, more susceptible, more empathetic to working. Certainly I experienced mental health issues along the road and a way that my voice wasn't heard. So it it makes me very passionate about helping get getting other people's voices heard now the danger there is that you know those those difficulties they're not completely necessarily going to go away if you work in this arena you may still feel rubbish inside but you're putting on your game face at work and i think all of that is is about a journey really certainly for me i i Some days are good, some days aren't so good. I try and put building blocks in place where I can operate in a way which is not going to be detrimental to my health.
9: (laughs) Do good, do well. Doing well is, well, you can't, I'm not sure whether you can control that, but I think if you can marry or combine doing good for the world with doing good for yourself, then you're doing well at it. But those things have to coexist. And I speak as someone who has, who's very has historically been quite self-punishing. I got really burnt out this year, so I had to just put a stop to. Had to have a few more radox baths and watch Buffy. Mm-hmm. So, if I think those things have to coexist, mm-hmm. I think you have to take care of yourself, and you can find a place where doing good in the world adding to the joy the fun the beauty the pleasure the kindness the compassion the the wonder of the world can coexist with those things serving you as well that's doing good doing well I think
4: Mm.
9: it's to take the opportunity to find out what you need and also I think it's really important to recognize that Actually, some of the things we find out we need, there's grief in there too because we can't get them at the moment. Mm. We can't have them. You know, we can't hug. We can't get a train down to the beach. So in it is saying, these things I like as well. I can't have them at the moment, but there's there's sort of a bitter. There's a melancholy, a sort of joyful melancholy in saying, I'll get those back and they are things that serve me. I can't have them at the moment. So but what can i get what's the closest can i get so i think the opportunity for just doing the the joyful work i think of saying what works for me mm. what does self care mean for me and that it's okay No one else needs to know. know. Both
0: Wally, musician and writer, and Charlie Day, founder of the Entrepreneurs' Growth Club, both talked about how they made very deliberate decisions about the way that they live their life, and both mentioned running and other actions that enable them to keep going, like the crossword or staring into space for 30 minutes. And both talk about how being a parent has influenced their decisions on how and when they choose
1: to work? Well what it made me think because I I spent so long being being in a pop group and I felt like even though I was trying really hard to talk about the world and all that sort of thing and and have something to say and try and make small differences in people's lives I realised that once I'd given up doing that and started working in theatre and community groups and community arts and uh, running choirs and all that sort of thing um, I realised that I was finding about Finding out about this really nice personal communal way of doing good, which wasn't just a kind of self satisfied look, I'm trying to do something interesting in the world. it was more look, this is about me interacting with people and ensuring that we're we're all doing things together and it was what it was it was switching my ideas as an artist from everything being about performance. It wasn't about performance anymore. It was also about process. And in going back to your car metaphor, it it is about the journey as well as the destination. And realising that, you know, because I, I spent like two years doing a musical with a housing estate in East Leeds and I found it really difficult because normally I'd try and get things done really quickly. But then afterwards I realised that it was all about the process. It was all about everybody being involved and having their say and having a really good time
0: when I heard you talking about running, I wondered whether that was your do well side of things.
1: And it it wasn't originally. I I wanted to start running because I I went and watched a fell race. I watched some 200 people running up and down a mountain and thought, that looks like fun. I want to have a go at that. But then over the years, especially since the internet and since digital technology, I've come to realise how valuable it is as a way of looking after yourself. Because, you know, if I go running, I never wear a watch or you know heart rate monitor and all that business I don't do any of that mm. uh, because I think that once you're out and you're in the in the woods or on the moors then it's just between you and and the ground it's just between you and nature and I th- that I think that's vital nowadays so just to just to be away for an hour a day and to make sure that happens is 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 more important now than it's ever been mm. yeah and, it, you know, and I, it's not just with running, but but uh, every week I have to do a couple of Guardian cryptic crosswords because they take me some time. I'm not brilliant at them and, and they stop me from doing something else. I have to sit down and look at it and I, I wash up rather than using a dishwasher because it stops me doing anything else. I have to stand at the sink for half an hour. The little things like that that I've put in specifically to stop myself just running around like a kind of mad chicken all the time Mm. and obviously children are a brilliant part of that when when as soon as the children were born I kind of made a pact which was that if they're in the house I'll never be working at the same time so when they come home from school or at weekends I don't work and uh, to the extent where me my younger son he got asked at school what his dad did for a living and he had no idea (laughs) I think I think he sits in front of a computer and so he was asking me, what do you do? <laughs> Which I love. I think that's great because as soon as he walks through the door, I tend to think, hooray, phew, I can stop now.
10: Mm. Let's
1: let's have fun. Let's, do something, let's do something else. Well,
10: I guess that that, that sort of ties into exactly yeah. what I, I was saying. I think... The tendency is that your job can take over your life. You know, it it takes over every single thought that you have. Now, for me, that's a blessing and a curse at the same time, because like I say, I used to always use that hashtag. She designed a life she loved and I absolutely love it. And, And for me, that's exactly what it is. It's a lifestyle that I have created. And this is what our business ethos is, you know, a job that you can do around your child. It's flexible. You've got the freedom, but also I go running every day and I work out and I look after myself and, you know, I'll have two hours off if I want to have two hours off. And sometimes I like to have a coffee and just like stare into space for 30 minutes. And that is absolutely fine Mm. and actually like over the Christmas period I don't know if you find this but things get very noisy it wasn't so bad this year because you didn't have to see like the whole world (laughs) I like get to the end of the two week Christmas break and I'm like I haven't had a moment with my own thoughts (laughs) I can't live like this which sounds very dramatic but I don't come up with ideas and I don't have uh, these creative things going on if I don't have that and my husband say, often say to me like oh are you working you know and I'm just sat there and I'm like yes actually I am working currently I <laughs> think the two go hand in hand uh, mm. I find the more I look after myself the more that I'm you know doing all of the things that I love doing the better I can be as a business owner the better I can be as a mum as a wife mm. and all of those things so it is so important for me, and I think if you're not thinking about looking after themselves, then you'll never be the best version of yourself. You'll never be the most successful that you can be.
0: And finally, we hear from artist Christina Peake. Christina, for me, made such an important point about how we need to have an acute sense of self-awareness when we have this idea of doing good. What does that mean? What privilege are we coming to that situation with? What perspectives are we really bringing? And to be really cautious and mindful when we think about the impact, the contribution that we want to make. And there's so much nuance and detail. And as I've often said, there are so many things that we don't know we don't know. And so we have to be super careful that we are aware of how much we see the world through our own lens, how much we see the world through our own experiences. And so when making contributing creating change how can you do that with humility and acute awareness
11: I think do good always makes me pause a little bit only in the sense that I think doing good in the the way in which you really have to be really objective about it I don't think everything's kind of balanced I don't think you I don't think there's this kind of like idea of like say necessarily doing good you know if you, i don't know that victorian period or whatever or going back where you go in and you're like you're helping and mm. you know hurrah for you and like for everyone else and everyone's happy i think the reality is that there's always going to be a balance and even when you go into situations i think especially probably a lot of people in development work and all that kind of stuff there is always going to be kind of potentially a negative impact that offsets what you've done and i'm very aware that when i've gone into communities or into different, Places. The stories that come out of that that feed into my work. A lot of that, I talk about my experience. I don't talk necessarily about other people's stories because I think the stories that people share with me and I share with them, there's a care and consideration and they're very, very valuable. And I don't share things within those moments within those conversations that were meant to stay within those moments of conversations. I don't pick them out and put them in an exhibition because it's not appropriate. I can share my experience, but theirs and the moments that we have, or the relationships that you build or the experiences that you have, I think they, they can be compartmentalized and saved within the, the, the kind of temporal moment where you are. And I think they're very, very valuable in that, your memories and those experiences, the things that kind of fund you in the times where you are really low they really have to be treasured and, and, and guarded. So there's only speci- specific kind of narratives that I bring out in things. So I think they're doing good thing. I'm very wary that if I feel a little bit, if I feel like I am doing good, then I'm questioning what well, first question has to be, oh, are you doing so? You know what I mean? Realising who you are, what your impact may be, what your privilege may be, mm. how, who you are going into that situation and being very honest about that. <laughs> be self-aware about your position when you're going in them. Mm. And then doing well, I think, is is the commitment to really what it means after the point of doing good, if that makes sense. So say, you know, if you're going into, I don't know, maybe say you are working in a charity. Once you've kind of committed yourself to doing that, it's committing yourself the whole way. So when there are the inconsistencies, when you see the imbalance or inequality or anything else, whether you are a part of that or not. The doing well part, I think, is facing up to those things and then applying yourself to them and moving within the journey because it will be parts where maybe you are doing good and there may be other times when you're not, and understanding that's a journey. Like, you know, you're not a superhero, you're not a hero, you know, you're a person that's dealing with other people and all their lived experiences.
0: So, there you have it, the answers to the question what does do good and do well mean for you from my first 11 guests. Thank you so much for listening. Do tell me what resonates for you. Tell me what doing good and doing well means for you. I'm really interested to hear that. And if you are interested in mindset in impact and in well-being i have a new group coaching and peer learning course starting in march and i would love to see some of you there it is for you if you want to really get going on doing good and doing well making change without breaking yourself it's going to be a wonderful small community and I will put all the links in the show notes if you have any questions you can get in touch as always take very very good good care care.